Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the Associated Builders and Contractors of Eastern Pennsylvania. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. Hey, folks, settle in. Get comfortable. Welcome to the next edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We have a special program for you because we're going to be actually talking with a company that is one of the world's largest and happens to call Greater Philadelphia home and may even be a household name, uh, but not quite. It's the San Goban Corporation, or also known as St. Gobain, and we're thrilled to welcome Carmen Farino. Carmen leads the communications function as well as the foundation function for St. Gobain. Carmen, it's great to have you. Oh, it's great to be here. Happy to. Thanks for taking time out to share with us a little bit more about your company and your vision for growing in greater Philadelphia. Let me start by saying I'm thrilled that St. Gobain is based in Chester County, just about uh, 30 miles outside of Center City, Philadelphia. Why don't we start out with a little bit about what your company actually does? So I think the first part that's interesting about the company is that it's 353 years old. So it was founded by Louis XIV to build the Palace of Versailles and the Hall of Mirrors. Wow, 353 years ago. Yeah, to give you an idea, when Ben Franklin went over to Versailles as one of the early delegates for the United States, we were already 107 years old. That's incredible. So they're now one of the largest building materials company in the world. They own CertainTeed. Mm-hmm. So that's a big American uh, you know, building materials company that makes a lot of stuff that goes on your roof or your siding or your insulation or your uh, drywall. Sure. But they also do a lot of other things. The uh, crystal that they use to find water on Mars is something that we created. Wow. The uh, bearings that are used to uh, keep that Mars rover moving, what we've done. Even something like the first shatterproof windshield is something that Sankaban invented. So it's an unusual company to be that old, but also be involved in so many different things. Yeah. So you had mentioned CertainTeed just mm-hmm. a moment or so ago. Is CertainTeed the uh, the kind of foundational organization that ultimately brought St. Gobain to Greater Philadelphia? It is, yeah. They started to partner with CertainTeed in the 1960s. And by around 1987, CertainTeed became a wholly owned subsidiary of St. Gobain. Then and then later on, Norton Sandpaper is another company that we acquired up in the uh, in the greater Boston area. Mm-hmm. And that kind of one-two punch of these two iconic, you know, 100-plus-year-old American companies complementing what then was about a 300-year-old French company kind of gave us the DNA of the company. And I think what you're seeing now is how we're approaching this is to track the next generation. It's actually the 15th generation to work for this company. So your grandfather's great, 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 great grandfather would have worked in this organization. Did you count all those greats? I did. It's, you know, it's part of the job. You know, I bear that burden. But yeah, I went back and said, you know, 20, 25 years per generation, you go back pretty far. That's great. So share with us a little bit more because, you know, we hear, generally speaking, and I'm coming at this from a layperson's perspective, building materials, essentially. What does that actually mean when it comes to the day-to-day interaction that people have with Cinco Bain? and your product set. So I'll tell you a couple of things. You're never more than about 20 to 30 feet away from one of the products that we make. Any drywall that you're likely to have in your house or a building is probably ours. If you've got a, uh, an asphalt roof on your house, it's probably ours. Right. If you're in a car, especially if you're in a car that's European make, 
you'll look and you'll see a little bridge on the windshield mm-hmm. or in the side window. That's Saint-Cobain. Right. They make all of those things. But because they do that, they're not big on promotion. They really just want the technologies to stand for themselves. Mm-hmm. They haven't really promoted themselves that big. Even certainty is, is something that every contractor knows, but not necessarily every single kind of end user or consumer knows. Right. Because we tend to be the expert's expert. You know, we help the contractor know exactly what product they need that particular day for that style of home, and we get it to them better than anybody else. Right. But now what we're looking at is how do we help consumers really understand more about what's behind the wall? You know, when is a wall not a wall? If I'm in, you know, North Philly and I hear the traffic and I'm trying to, you know, put a baby to sleep. Right. If I can make that wall be soundproof at the same time and help be more energy efficient because of the technologies that we use, now the consumer needs to know they don't have to move out of the city. Right. They can raise a kid and have a quiet environment. They can improve the air quality in their home. So reinventing the Philly row home is something we take very seriously. We would love to be able to show people that, you know, a few more dollars in the wall of your home is going to lower your energy bills, but it's also going to make you feel better. Right. And we're pretty serious about it. We, um, we actually changed how we look at how the company explains who we are. We moved away from just doing advertising slogans and really talk about what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. And it's really about a quality of life. It is. Yeah. It is. It's about well-being. Right. So what we talk about is, you know, we bring well-being to people by creating these great living places and improving their daily life. And that means we have to be more vocal about what we do and how we can help you to make you a more informed consumer or to work with communities and say, you know, we can create a better environment. And mm-hmm. it could be uh, taking the shush out of a library. Right. We can now control the acoustics in a library so the librarian doesn't have to shush you for talking. So you can have somebody studying on one side, you can have a community group meeting in another, and you can have somebody tutoring, you know, 30 feet away. Within 15 feet, mm-hmm. you'll just see somebody's lips moving. You won't hear them. Within 12 feet, I'll take out all the consonants, and it'll just be a murmur. Right. So we know we can do that. Right. And you don't realize the importance or the significance of that until you can hear it in another environment, until the baby can't fall asleep because of the traffic noise out in front of their home. And then you realize how important that kind of nuanced placement actually is. It is. That's what's fun about it is that it's a, it's a thing you have to experience. And once you experience it, you realize, well, wow, I'd, I'd love to go to a restaurant in Philly, you know, at 830 at night and be able to hear the person that's four feet away from me. Right. So we've got these tools where I can put a tool in a room and, and go on your cell phone and say, OK, right now it's as loud as it would be at a Foo Fighters concert. Right. Or I can say, this amount of light that you've got in is going to trigger your circadian rhythm. It's going to keep you up at night. Right. So I can put all of those little measurements in. And the question is, how do I do that so that when you want to redo your den, you're thinking about those things? Right. Right. So that's kind of where we are. I think right now it's for the last 45,000 years, we've been adapting to the buildings or the places where we live. Now it's time to have the buildings adapt to what we need day to day or minute to minute. Right. So, folks, we're talking with Carmen Farino, who uh, happens to be a South Philly native and was really born and raised uh, not only in South Philadelphia, but in southern New Jersey and makes Greater Philadelphia his home. And he's here today representing St. Gobain. He leads communications and the foundation. Carmen, share with us some of the what I call facts and figures. How large is St. Gobain? Sure. And uh, and what kind of uh, employee spread is there across the organization? So worldwide, St. Cobain's about $43 billion company with about 180,000 people around oh. the world. They're in about 65 countries. In the U.S., we have about 15,000, 16,000 people. And in Philadelphia, probably close to 1,500 people that call the area home. Yeah. Now, the difference is 
we're now in the process of hiring about 5,600 people over the course of the next three to five years. In greater Philadelphia or across, uh, across North, North America? America. Yeah. In Philadelphia, we've got a bunch of open positions, and this is our corporate headquarters. Mm-hmm. So the strategists, the people who own kind of the operational side of things, the R&D center that we have here for CertainTeed, CertainTeed's head of R&D mm-hmm. is in Malvern as well. The Malvern Innovation Center sits about 100 yards away from our corporate headquarters. Right. And so we need scientists, engineers, finance people, communications people, human resources people, because there's this generational shift from baby boomers who are retiring and millennials who are coming in. Right. And this idea of not just hiring for expertise, but hiring for capability and the attitudes that people have. Right. So if we're trying to improve people's well-being, I want people who don't just want a paycheck, they want a purpose. Right. Greater Philadelphia is a great place to live. You know, each neighborhood has its own personality, whether it's inside the city or outside the city. But we're all connected to this community I mean, the Eagles are a perfect example, right? You know, it's true. We're a town of underdogs who now people are realizing this is a destination. Right. This is where you want to raise your family. It's not about making a living. It's about making a life. That's right. And this is a more livable city than just about anywhere else on the East Coast. Yeah. No, it's true. And we at Select Greater Philadelphia often describe it as one big neighborhood. Yeah. Whether you happen to live in Medford, New Jersey, or mm-hmm. Bridgeport, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, or Malvern, Chester County, or the city of Philadelphia, we're all part of that one big community that calls ourselves Greater Philadelphia. I want to drill down a little bit on what you were referencing before about um, employees with a purpose and pivot to talent mm-hmm. and how challenging is it to find talent or, frankly, to attract talent from other parts of the world to come and work with your team here in Greater Philadelphia? So you remember I told you, if you go into one of the rooms that we've outfitted, you don't really know it until you experience it. Right. It's the same thing with Philly. Yeah. So you've got to be here and understand what's great about the city. You can't just read about it. Yeah. And it's the same thing. When I get people here and I show them around the city, and believe me, we'll take them to all parts of greater Philadelphia and say, do you like this neighborhood? Do you like that neighborhood? What we're doing here is trying to pull talent to a place where they want to stay. I can float them across disciplines or different industries across a 30 or a 35-year-old career here. Yeah. But Philadelphia really is that destination. So when I think about even something about giving back to the community, People want to know that they've got a legacy. So the work we do with Youth Build in Philadelphia mm. to take you know young adults who've maybe fallen out of the education system and train them to be green contractors, when we bring them into our facilities and show them how to use our materials or go out to a home site with them, our employees get just as much out of that interaction and passing that knowledge along and learning from them as the students do from us. That matters now oh, yeah. because for every open job – there's really, it's so competitive that you might get one or two candidates that would be a perfect fit, where before you might have had 40 or 50. Right. The job market's so tight, I've got to fight people who want to go to Wall Street. Yeah. I've got to fight people who want to go to Silicon Valley. And the way we do that is that Philly's a more livable city. San Caban is a company that has a sense of purpose. And we're broad enough and varied enough that you can, at each stage of your life, move to a different part of the city, move to a different part of greater Philadelphia, and within San Coman, move from industry to function, et cetera. So you've got to have that flexibility because people expect more out of what they do for a living. Right. And for a global leader in your industry of really building supplies, building materials, and mm-hmm. so much more, I know one of the things that is increasingly important to you and your team is sustainability. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about the investment and the vision that Cinco Bain has for sustainability as part of kind of the way of doing business. 
Now, what's funny about this is that if you look over a 350-year history of a company, every 30 to 40 years, this company has had to transform itself to adapt to the next big problem facing humanity. And it could have been a revolution. It could have been a world war. It could have been you know, the Industrial Revolution, right? Now what you're seeing is the problems that we're facing around climate change, yep. around sustainability. It's not necessary for the business. It is the business. So to give you an idea of a few years ago, about one in five products that we made were new mm-hmm. over a course of five years. We're down to one in three products. And in some businesses, every other product in five years is new. All of them have a sustainability component. It's what we do. Sustainability, the idea that you are putting more back into the earth than you're taking out. Combine that with the idea that you are protecting the planet, right. that you're being more responsible. You have to do that to the point where the CEO in Paris wrote a book teaching other companies how to reduce their carbon footprint and how to be more sustainable. And we were the premier sponsors of the Paris Climate Accord, right. Saint-Cobain. Right. So I think when you see a company that's willing to have their CEO take time out of his day to write a book to teach other companies how to do it, and where you step up and be the primary sponsor, you have to live that. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's what I would call a focused passion for a specific you know, topic or, or industry kind of leadership uh, role. We did. And to the point where we even changed how we hire. We don't just hire for expertise now. We're looking for people who want to be a part of an open, honest culture, who are agile, mm-hmm. who are interested in innovating, who want to be customer focused. So in other words, can I help the customer succeed so that they're moving along the sustainability journey as well? Yeah. So we're now evaluating how we hire people for are they adapted to change? Are they interested in going on this journey? I can't even tell you what your job is going to be in five to 10 years because things are changing so fast. What I can tell you, though, is if you're adaptive and you're interested in having a purpose, this is the right type of culture. Right. So we're talking with Carmen Farino, a kid from South Philly who moved to South Jersey. He's doing pretty well representing a global leader called Cinco Bain. We were joking earlier, Carmen, about tomato, tomato, Sango Ban, Cinco Bain. And it is because you're a global company, there's different interpretations of how to reference a name, if you will. But where I'm going with this is primary customer base is really a B2B type of customer. So the average consumer may not have high on his or her radar screen the name Cinco Bain. But that's changing a little bit because I know there's one of your key product lines is, I think, called Habitat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you could talk a little bit about the Habitat brand and how it fits <clears> into <throat> the Certainteen Cinco Bain family. So, yeah. So what we're looking at with Habitat is it's a French phrase that says anything that goes into the way that you live your life. Mm. So we're expanding this. It used to be just around the building materials. And so Certainteed globally is the largest building materials brand in Cinco Bain. Okay. So certain teed carries a lot of that out to the consumer. But when you start to move that out into what somebody's real habitat is in their life, we're now adding things like when you go into a hospital, all the flexible tubing that goes into your body, that's stuff we invented. Hmm. That's in there. The way that they kind of, if you notice, patient rooms are getting quieter. Yeah. That's because we know that you heal faster and you take less pain medicine. So we're working with hospitals to do that. Right. To do that, you're going to see a family of products. We've got a product now called Sage that you can darken the windows on your home or your building using your cell phone. Hmm. So imagine a kid who's you know, in a hospital somewhere being treated you know, in an oncology wing, and they're light sensitive. Right. Almost everything about what they do is out of their control. If I can give them control of their window so they can see the outside, but they don't have the photosensitivity, mm-hmm. their well-being goes up. Right. That means they feel better. They're able to fight through the chemotherapy effects. They're able to feel like they have more control in an uncontrollable situation. That's what Habitat's about. 
Hmm. It's how do we improve people's lives like that? Right. And now what we want them to do is not just companies. We want people to bring us their unsolvable problems. If you can wave a magic wand in the classroom so right. the teacher doesn't have to yell. So right. the student in the back can hear just as well as somebody in the front. If you're in your car, your car pretty soon is going to be able to drive itself. Mm-hmm. What's that car become? Is it your office? Right. Is it a multimedia center where you can watch movies on the way to work? If you yeah. look at what you know, Elon Musk is doing with the Boring Company and right. doing these, uh, you know, all of this type of you know, moving people underground mm-hmm. in vacuum tubes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If your entire way that you live your life is different, I want to hear from you. Well, what would make that a better experience? And that's Habitat. It's where you live, work, play, heal, learn. Right. Or does your car ultimately become a quiet space where you can focus or read or do some other things that enhances your well-being, to your Um, point? And to the point that we're actually sitting down with car companies, we're sitting down with other transportation organizations, train companies, airplanes, and saying, what's the best feeling that we can give for people? How do we help them do that? Because, you know, depending on the environment, if you're in a space for an extended period of time and it's too noisy, you stop being able to concentrate. Building off of that and the whole spirit of the impact on a person's well-being and mm-hmm. what you were just referencing about your work with healthcare systems and hospital groups and things mm-hmm. like that, I, I did become aware that Sangoban recently acquired a microhydraulics kind of unit, if you will, if that makes sense. Uh, and that's taking you into kind of this pharmaceutical space. Share with us a little bit more. So there's a bunch of stuff that we do. We tend to acquire businesses that are very focused in what they do. So we have a fluid systems business. So think mm-hmm. about all the ways you move fluids. Right. It could be in a rocket ship. Like we always tease people and say, it's not rocket science, except for some of our businesses, that is rocket science. Yeah, and it's literally. Not, yeah. yeah, and it's not curing cancer, except there are some instances where our teams are working on curing cancer. But what's interesting about that acquisition is there's probably 20 or 30 that are similar to that, small acquisitions of companies who need to be connected to other companies Mm -hmm. in order to be scalable. So one of the ones that we did was, imagine if there's a combat situation and you have to do surgery. Mm. Do you have a series of bags and tubes that you can use immediately that are all connected so that you can do that surgery? Now, we can create those. We have a business that does that. We do the same thing in operating room. That reduces the risk of infection in an operating room or in a combat situation and it's only by connecting all these little businesses to come up with a solution so back to that magic wand thing for those surgeons the solution was i don't want to have to put all these things together and increase the risk of infection right can somebody else do that right so that little fluid system thing becomes part of a bigger issue which is small little companies that need help to scale we created a whole division called nova Hmm. to do that right we do contests we work with innovation centers and kind of, uh, you know, hothouse groups that try and fuel uh, next round of funding. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that because you, you think of it just from a, a pure business standpoint, there's an advantage of connecting those businesses. But what it also does is it gives us an injection of that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. How do you move quick? Right. Like we always say, fast, focused, and flexible. Right. That's what those little companies can do. Right. We're a 353-year-old company. Right. We got to stay flexible. We have to be nimble. So working with these little companies, again, teaches us as much about moving fast as as we do about helping them kind of reach the rest of the world. And I love the spirit of wanting to infuse that entrepreneurial mindset into an organization with thousands of employees across 65 countries. It's not easy to do, but the fact that the team is focused on that and is successfully delivering on that is, is really notable. And I want to shift slightly to impact. And you guys clearly are having impact at St. Cobain across many different audiences. 
But one of the ways you're doing it is a focused outreach to community engagement and community audiences. Because again, as we were talking about, the average consumer doesn't necessarily recognize the name Cinco Bain or even no. Certainty for that matter. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this work is going through the foundation that you happen to lead on behalf of Cinco Bain. And you recently celebrated a 10-year anniversary of the foundation. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about some of the work that's happening with and through the foundation. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What we did about um, seven or eight years ago is we started to shift the foundation away from writing simple checks for good organizations and started to make it more focused on where the expertise of our employees was. Hmm. And by doing that, we were able to bring more than a simple check. We started to bring help. Started right. to bring engagement and problem solving, and it was about longer term programming, and that's what got us deeper into the city of Philadelphia and Greater Philadelphia. Because now we started to say, well, what's happening here? Yeah, and where's the real need? Right. And by engaging the employees, we found they could solve a problem better. So what you learned was that the way that a company applies, say, a technology, is very different than what a nonprofit does. They might want to buy a bunch of you know of our siding to build some homes, and they might pay retail. Right. Well, if I partner with them, I can lower the cost, get them something wholesale from us, but I also give them the people that invented that and right. show them how to install it correctly. Right. And then, again, back to the wall, let's show them how to take a row home in Philly and make it insulated. Right. So a Philly row home, and we've done this on Green Street, we've done this in Wingahawking, Philly row home averages about 400 to $500 a month in heating and cooling. Mm-hmm. You put our system in there, and it drops down to about $100. Wow. Now, think about somebody who lives in that row home. I've now given them every month $400 in their pocket. Right. That's a college education. That's huge. That may be a food bill. Mm -hmm. And so really when you added it up and when we looked across how we were treating philanthropy and business, Mm -hmm. we realized that the goal here was to help to rebuild the American middle class. Right. And the foundation can help do that with nonprofit partners, but the businesses can help do that by growing the company. Right, because as the company grows, the foundation grows. Right, but also by introducing these technologies that make it more affordable to live in a next generation home. Right, I love the intersection of business and philanthropy because a lot of folks don't necessarily look at it that way. They kind of keep those two separate, but they're actually stronger when they work in unison. We're talking with Carmen Farino of Sango Ban headquartered, North American headquarters out in Chester County in Malvern, right off of 202 and 401. And I do want to shift slightly because it's notable that St. Cobain's passion for greater Philadelphia is significant. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, your team took the time and energy to invest in a film that actually celebrates the evolution that's happening in Philadelphia. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about what that film is all about. Sure. Yeah, we partnered with a local filmmaker, a guy named John Connor, to do this film called Philly Rising. And it was really uh, intended to take a look across the landscape of Philadelphia and say there are so many different partnerships between the government, between universities, between nonprofits, where they're addressing really important problems. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in a collaborative economics way. They're not looking at competition. They're saying, how do we bring these things to bear to really solve problems? And by showing these pockets of innovation that are happening and listening to people about what's happening, the idea here was to attract more people to Philadelphia, to connect more dots. This was uh, a film that was shown at the Philly Environmental Film Festival. Mm -hmm. We brought in high school and uh, middle school students to see the film and start to ask them, well, what would you do differently? Because we want to engage these people in that civic kind of duty 
and mm-hmm. the and the interest in, in having a part in your community. And we did an open forum and conversation with people after the film. And what we learned from that was that there is this pent up demand. People who've moved to Philadelphia want to be a part and engaged in these communities. Mm-hmm. And what they're looking for are partners who are going to bring their expertise and things that they know and love to help solve these problems. So this is the first part of the documentary. I expect to do a second and a third part. And what I'm asking other organizations is, come and tell us. We want to hear what you're doing. So one of the things that we're doing is working with the Fairmount Park Conservancy, and we're helping to restore what was the visitor center in Love Park. Yeah. And the reason we're doing that is we want to explain to people kind of the, the impact of this science. Yeah. And the value that it has to reinvent something that was developed in the 1960s. Right. And I think this idea of reinventing and restoring that vision, whether it's the Philly Row Home or whether it's that visitor center, we're a city. You can stand in the, in the middle of the city and see 350 years of architecture. Right. You know, we are the the American version of the Parisian city. You know, right. the Champs-Élysées was the model for the parkway. That's right. If you don't think that way and don't think about how to reinvent, you're missing something. And I think that's what's interesting about Philly. I, I Look, I've looked in a bunch of other cities across America. I can't find one that has this neighborhood focus that is attracting talent like this and that's also – interested in the collaborative economics of public-private partnerships like mm-hmm. Philly is doing. Right. And for folks who may not be as familiar, what Carmen was just describing is at the corner of 16th and JFK. It's affectionately known as Love Park because that's mm-hmm. where the Love statue is based. And there's a very unique building that's placed on the corner there that's often referred to as the spaceship mm-hmm. uh, because of its uh, unique uh, configuration. And uh, I, I know that the St. Gobain team has been intimately involved with helping the city of Philadelphia and our parks and recreation team team reimagine Love Park and restore that unique visitor center building. And it's great to hear the kind of nuance and expertise that St. Gobain is bringing because that's your business. That's who we are. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, being that expert's expert for the city and knowing how passionate, whether it's Catherine Ott Lovell or whether it's Mayor Kenny or Mike you know, DeBernard Dennis, sure. those people care. That's their legacy. Yeah. To enable that and put that in the context of the things we love to do, I mean, that's the purpose. That's yeah. who we are. What I like about this, though, is that it's not just us. Right. You know, there are restaurateurs that are doing this. There are gardens where people are growing food. As a matter of fact, some of the food gardens that we've seen that restaurants do inspired us to create our own garden Hmm. out in Malvern. And we donated 4,000 pounds of fresh produce from the gardening club from us. And we got those ideas by looking around. Right. So, you know, it feeds on itself. The more connected you are, the better ideas you get. Right. You would mention the uh, Philly Rising documentary. Folks can watch that on the St. Cobain website. Yes, they can. And I'm happy to, uh, to give you a link to that. And there's another story that is really cool about this is we started to work with Youth Build. Yeah. One of their students got a job in a glazing company. Hmm. And, and he was trained to do that, and they, they really enjoyed the way that he engaged in the interview process. But what was great about it is we worked with them to reinstall the windows, next generation windows called Sage, in the Philly school. And that student came back and was the one that installed them. And I love those Very loops cool. of yeah. you know somebody who gets inspired by us, winds up becoming a contractor in another kind of company, and then we're able to bring them back. Imagine that yeah. student yeah. who went through there as a student and came back as a professional an expert yeah. to do next generation installation while, you know, three or four generations later, those students are sitting there and looking and saying, well, can I do this? And right. he's there showing them, yes, you can. Yeah. The pride he must have felt in coming back to his school and installing those windows through the expertise that he learned 
but also the inspiration that he's provided the young kids who are watching and hearing and learning about his story is really cool. I love that full circle to your point. So what we did is we actually knew that he was coming yeah. and we filmed the whole thing. Oh, that's cool. So we've got a video link to that too. And I'll tell you, it, you know, it ties back at, at one point we brought in, you know, talk about how important Philly is. Yeah. We brought in 350 people from across North America and even from Paris into Philly right. to talk about the next generation of who we are and what we're going to do. Yeah. And we brought them to the Franklin Institute. And the CEO of the company from North America started his speech, and we hired a digital mapping company to bring the 25-foot-tall Ben Franklin statue to life in the middle of his speech. Cool. And he interrupted them. Yeah. And what he talked about was the DNA of this company is around connecting the head and the heart. And if you go to the Franklin Institute, Ben Franklin sits right in between the heart exhibit and the brain exhibit. Yeah. And we got that inspiration because he was there. And I think Philadelphia, that describes it. That's who we are. We're a a city that has eds and meds. Yeah. So we train, what, one in five, one in four doctors in America. Yeah. But we do it with a sense of responsibility and caring. So that head and the heart really kind of tied back there. That's perfect. And I think you'll see it over and over again in the way that we approach problems. It's not enough just to have the technical solution. Yeah. Did we happen to capture that moment on video as well where yeah. Ben Franklin comes to life and we can watch yeah, it on your I, website I can, as I, well? I will put some clips up there just for you guys. That would be really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the uh, you know to get a sense of wonder out of people who do this for a living, to yeah. surprise them and have them look up and say, oh, I can't believe that you're doing this. Yeah. That was the intention. Yeah. But to do it with a guy who actually sat in the same place where we created the company and we know he was in versailles right the connection i was in versailles two weeks ago i took my family yeah and there is a room that was dedicated to benjamin franklin right and so you feel that connection yeah and i think you have to do that you have to remind people that this may seem like a very immediate activity that you're doing right now but you will be a part of history you will have a legacy yeah you know, I'm sure Ben Franklin wouldn't have thought in, you know, 300 years later, or 250 years later, that he would have been talked about the way he is. Yeah. But there's some people in Philadelphia that will be remembered for being just as amazing. You may walk by them on the street and not even know who they are. That's right. And that's the inspiring part. Yeah, it really is. And I love your positioning of that because it's appreciating and learning from and celebrating our past and our history as we plan for the future. Exactly. And that's really key. So, folks, we're talking with uh, Carmen Farino of St. Gobain, North American headquarters in Chester County out in Malvern, employee about 1,600 people here in greater Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, Carmen, I want to pivot slightly and ask a little bit about what do you love about greater Philadelphia? I know you're native, born in South Philadelphia, raised in southern New Jersey, really call the community home. But what are some of the things that stand out for you? I know you just mentioned you were with your family in Paris, but when you're hosting guests here in Philadelphia or you're thinking about going out with family and friends somewhere in the greater Philadelphia region, what is that place you like to go to or that recommendation you give to a guest? Well, I mean, for me, I think it's it's a city with a heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can you can walk down any part of the city. It doesn't matter if you you can go to Old City and you can see all the historic sites and you'll get people that'll offer you directions. Though people that'll explain something to you. And I've been one of those Unprompted, people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can go to South Philly or you can go to West Philly and you can have a, a meal that that you're never going to get in another city and it's going to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You can go to Bach. You mm-hmm. go down to South Philly to Bach, where, by the way, my dad went to school. Right. Right. You go on the roof to a bar right. where he used to play basketball. Right. And you can walk down those different layers, and you're going to meet new business people. You're going to meet people from Vietnam. You're going to meet people from Korea. You're going to meet people from Germany. 
and they all have the same focus. They love the sense of community in Philly. Right. So for me, it's kind of like an adventure. When I bring people in here, I give them a tour. And I'll go to North Philly, I'll go to West Philly, I'll go to Northeast. Yeah, it takes you a week. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but I did this with Zombie Wallace. And I think what you say is, you know, what type of neighborhood do you love? Right. You know, do you want to see what it's like to be in a traditional row home? Do you want to see what it's like to be in an old-fashioned type of, you know, Victorian, you know, Victorian home? Yeah, right. And I think that's what I like about the city is that at each different phase of your life, there's another place where you can feel comfortable. Right. You know, and our front stoop is where the personality of the city happens. Right. I mean, that's the best part about it. We're honest <laughs> yep. and we're helpful. Yep. And sometimes that comes off with our sports team as being a little bit too honest. But if you ever listen to the way we cheer, yep. I only have one other place where I heard people cheer like that. And it was a couple of weeks when we were there when the Parisians won the World Cup. I was just going to say, it had to be around soccer. It was. It was around soccer. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, they can go pound for pound. And I will still put the Eagles teams yeah. as being as passionate, as loud as anything that I heard at the World Cup. Yeah, totally. So, Carmen, when you think back on our conversation and uh, your work in general and the team's work at St. Cobain, what do you want people to remember or know about St. Cobain? It's not about just making a living. It's about making a life. And if you combine what Greater Philadelphia offers in terms of our community and the, the context, right, of being here with what we do, which is like we're a bunch of passionate geeks. Yeah. We're the people you do not want to get in a regular room. You only want to talk to us in a round room because if we get you in a corner, we're going to tell you everything about that technical thing we love. Right. But if you're one of those people, this is a place where you can live your entire life. You can have an entire career here and we can make it valuable. You know, whether it's giving back in the community, whether it's being a part of this broader community in greater Philadelphia, or whether it's moving, you know, for three years in aerospace and then moving to construction and then moving to energy or transportation, mm -hmm. we can do all of that with you. But we got to know if your purpose aligns with what our purpose is. And you can work for a really cool global company like St. Cobain right here in the greater Philadelphia region. And the work that your team is doing to really make a difference in people's lives, to have impact, to to really transform in the spirit of, of our conversation, the yeah. well-being of communities, of individuals, uh, not only around greater Philadelphia, but frankly, around the world. It's all happening right here in greater Philadelphia with the team at St. Cobain. It is. You give me 10 minutes, I'll give you the world. You give me 10 weeks, I'll give you a project to work on. You yeah. know? But if you give me 10 months, I'm going to give you something that you can deliver out into the marketplace. And if you give you 10 years, you're going to have a legacy. Sango Bain, folks. We've been talking with uh, Carmen Farino, who leads the communications team and the foundation of a global company called Sango Bain with uh, North American headquarters right here in Greater Philadelphia. Carmen, thank you so much for taking time out to join us right here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. My pleasure, and thanks for telling the stories. They mean a lot to us. Our Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners, including Stradley Ronin. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia, and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. You can learn more at stradley.com. And by Independence Blue Cross, a leading health insurance company offering health plans from managed care, Medicare, and Medicaid, and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m., Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.